the doctor is in beyond the prescription. Welcome back to the Doctors In podcast. This week's episode, we have Seth Weeks, a first year medical student who's going to talk about all things hydration, drinking enough water, and figuring out how you can just stay on top of that throughout the day. This is me, Nathan Seberg, and my co host, Ben Martin. We're second year physical therapy students at the University of Iowa. We're here to talk about health topics with future healthcare students just like you. Enjoy. Welcome, Seth. Hi, how's it going? Good. So we'll go ahead and start by having you just tell us a little bit about the article you wrote. Yeah, sure. So um, the article is just about basic hydration, why it is important, and uh, how you can uh, be able to adequately maintain it. And then I kind of went over some of the things that could um, dehydrate you and uh, what you should watch out for in, in states of dehydration. So how much water is actually recommended for the average adult? Um, and how would I know that I'm getting enough to drink on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. So they estimate that you lose about two and a half to three liters of, of water. It's about three quarters of a gallon. Um, so I'd say that's kind of the bare minimum that you should be trying to uh, take in each day. Um, however, they recommend around three to four liters, which is right around a gallon. And it's, it's much easier just to do a gallon versus three quarters of a gallon. I will say of that, around 20% of your water intake actually comes from your food, um, which I don't think most people realize as they're eating food that they're also kind of hydrating themselves. Um, some of the easiest ways to tell is really thirst, and that's what a lot of nephrologists or, or kidney doctors these days will say. Um, just trust your kidneys, they'll tell you when you're thirsty and that's when you should be drinking. Um, another one's your urine color. The, the darker your urine color, the more dehydrated you are, and if it is consistently dark, then you should probably be telling yourself to drink water um, maybe more than you, you would think. That sounds good. I've also kind of heard, uh, so you're talking about amounts, I've also kind of heard a good way to remember the amounts is uh, like eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I have heard that. Um, I don't know I if that lines up. That comes out to 64 ounces. I think that's half of a gallon, I, I, oh. I believe. I don't know what a gallon is in ounces. Off the top of my head. I thought 128 was though. Um, and I, I think that uh, that came out more for a regimented manner. It's easy to like regiment. I had to have one glass of water, eight ounce glass of water every hour during your, your day or something like that. Um, but I think generally speaking, you should maybe try to drink a little bit more than that. Yeah, no, yeah, a gallon is 128 ounces. So yeah, drink yeah. the one that would be better. Can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the organs and like bodily processes that require water? I think a lot of people just generally have been told, you know, water is good for you. It kind of helps to know at least a little bit. Yeah, the main thing that water really does in our bodies, it helps maintain the same concentration gradient. It does this with electrolytes. And so as you have mainly sodium and potassium that is uh, dissolved in the water content within your body, that establishes a set uh, osmotic gradient, if you will, or concentration gradient, um, not to get too in the weeds with it. But um, Essentially, this is the most tightly regulated thing in our body, maybe in competition with blood sugar, but our body really wants to maintain the same concentration gradient. So as you lose water, your concentration gradient is going to increase, and your brain is going to recognize, hey, our blood's getting a little too concentrated, and then it's going to start taking out electrolytes, and you're going to, that's when your, your urine will start getting darker as those electrolytes, as well as the, the urine, urea um, from muscle breakdown and whatnot becomes more concentrated in there. Um, that's when your urine will start getting darker. Uh, but essentially, as these electrolytes leave your blood, you're going to start noticing some lessening in your functions. Um, and this will happen eventually over time as your cells also have electrolytes inside them. And water loves an easy, 
even concentration gradient. Um, and you have your membrane there to kind of protect you around each cell. Uh, but eventually, you might see some uh, loss of function by your cells also losing some electrolytes in them. But that's, that's really the main thing that water does to your body. Yeah, I mean, we have so much of it. Obviously, I think it plays such a big role. But everyone just thinks about, you know, I drink water and then I got to pee. So every, every cell is so highly composed of water. It's actually crazy to think about. So I know you see those people in college or in high school that just carried around a jug, a plastic gallon, and they're like, I'm going to drink this every day to drink more water. It's not really practical. Like, I mean, it's kind of a lot just to carry around. You look weird, kind of embarrassing, not going to lie. But what are some practical tips that can help people get enough to drink and kind of track how much they're drinking every day? Yeah, uh, the first thing, again, really following your thirst there. Um, the second thing, you don't really want to be the guy carrying around the gallon jug of water. Um, it's just not its not a great look. You know, if you're a wrestler or a football player, okay, there might be some some purpose there. Uh, but for the layperson, non, non-athlete, maybe recreational athlete, let's not carry around gallon jugs of water. I think an easy way to track it is almost all water bottles now have little ticks on them that show you the amount. And just being mindful of that throughout the day. If it's a one liter water bottle, no, you should drink maybe about three of those. Um, and, and that's a pretty easy way to do it. I think water bottles, they've shown in studies, uh, people that carry around water bottles generally drink more water. So it's not one of those purchases that if you if you buy it, if you fill that water bottle up, you're going to end up using it. It's not, not usually going to go to waste. So I, I strongly encourage water bottles, um, especially if you're in classes where there's not drinking fountains outside. Uh, but following your thirst throughout the day should be a pretty good indicator um, and not drinking it in waves. I'm actually really bad at this. I'll like chug like a full liter or a liter and a half in like a 30 minute period and then I won't drink for like 12 hours and then I'll do it again. And it's not ideal. The, the purpose of the water bottle really helps you kind of pace yourself throughout the day. Um, if you have a large amount of water that comes in at once, uh, that can increase your, your uh, hydrostatic pressure in your blood a little bit, especially going through the kidneys. And that, that'll actually filter it out a little faster so then you'll need to drink more water. So pacing yourself is helpful and I think water bottles help with that. Uh, you've given us some great advice on what, you know, what the average person needs to take in. Can you talk about uh, some needs that uh, someone might need more water than the average person? So um, like daily habits or certain you know, pathologies that would require someone to take in more water. Yeah, definitely the number one thing that would pertain to the, the population listening to this is going to be alcohol intake. Um, that is a, a big uh, dehydrating beverage and I think we're all familiar with the effects of that after a long night of drinking. Um, so certainly you want to increase your water intake before that, during that, and after that. Uh, but another thing would be um, oftentimes uh, people that have diabetes prior to their diagnosis, one of the main telling factors is they'll be drinking a lot of water. One of the reasons they're constantly thirsty is they have such high blood sugar, this goes back to the concentration gradient, that their, their brain notices that their blood's pretty dilute, and so it's con- or, sorry, concentrated. So it's telling them, hey, you need to drink more water because your, your blood's really concentrated with blood sugar right now, um, or with sugar in it. And so that, that population tends to drink a lot of water as well. Um, hopefully they get that under control afterwards. But I'd say uh, alcohol intake, um, diabetics. Another one is just going to be athletes or people that work out. If you sweat more, you're generally going to need to take in more water. Kind of going back to the alcohol consumption, I had a friend who... Um, he always drank one bottle of water for every drink he drank. So like, he took a shot, if he drank a beer, he'd always drink a 
bottle of water and claimed that he never got hungover. So I don't know if that holds up in real life, but I don't know either. But I think there's something there's there's some secret sauce there for sure. Uh-huh. I think some secret um, formula. You're you're mitigating the diuretic factors of the alcohol, and on top of that, one of the other things that alcohol does in a hangover is as it breaks down, I want to say it turns into acetaldehyde. Don't quote me on that one, but there's there's some uh, metabolic uh, or metabolite, sorry, of alcohol, um, and I think if you take in a bunch of water, you're also diluting that out, so you might be mitigating kind of the the pain that you feel from having a lot of that in your blood afterwards. Yeah, that's fair, and obviously, like that's an optimal time that you know you gotta take water. And are there any other times through a normal day, just random Tuesday during the week, that's like, hey, maybe we should hit some water hard right now? Yeah, I don't know about any time in the in the a week, but um, certainly within a day, I always think it's good to start out with a, a glass of water. Uh, most people, especially me, uh, lose water at night. I sweat a ton while I'm sleeping, um, and if you sweat a lot while you're sleeping maybe drink some more water but everybody perspires while they're sleeping and you're obviously not taking in water while you're sleeping so I think the morning is a great time first thing you should do have a glass of water Um, and then generally they say this doesn't really affect hydration but they say not to do it within like two hours of going to bed at night Um, for young people you're probably not waking up having to pee too terribly much but certainly as you get older that might start kind of messing with your sleep a little bit you want it to be straight through the night right so maybe not drinking a, a bunch of water at late at night. Yeah, idea. Yeah, that's really good advice. I have heard a lot of you know drinking right in the morning because you get dehydrated. Can you? Um, you did, you've done a great job summarizing um, like why drinking water is so important, and you may have already covered some of this a little bit. Can you talk a little bit more about um, some consequences if we don't drink enough water and some of those negative effects on our body? Yeah, definitely. One of the the biggest organ systems that gets affected from dehydration is going to be. Um, your kidneys are very sensitive to it, and they need to be for their function. So I said if you if you chug a half gallon of water, you're actually going to end up probably just peeing a lot of that out because your kidneys are going to notice that increase, increased portion. However, if the opposite happens and it's dehydrated, um, your kidneys can actually dry out. They'll start secreting certain proteins like creatinine, and this just indicates that they're not in a really good state. Um, over time, as this happens, um, the, the metabolites that your body produces that your kidneys try to filter out as well, can kind of take a, take a toll on them, and it'll just dampen their production over time. Um, so really to maintain kidney function throughout life, you want to maintain your hydration. It's not one of those things where you can be good at it until you're 30 and then kind of let it go. Like It's really something you want to keep up with throughout all your years. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, we've, we're living in a, a time that everyone kind of just wants to drink like sweet, sugary drinks as well and stuff that doesn't always have the highest concentration of water anyway, so we're just kind of not really diluting our blood as much as we'd like to, um, kind of keeping that blood sugar high. And um, I think especially as college students, it's easy to, you know, live with your parents and have, you know, uh, they're going to tell you to drink water at dinner and, like, let's get some water in. Or you're at high school and you see the drinking fountains. Like, I feel like college students are a little bit more susceptible to just not drinking enough water, kind of dehydration in general. Is that kind of known? Like, are there stats on dehydration in college students and kind of its prevalence? So college students certainly don't have anything physiologically that makes them prone to dehydration. It's really lifestyle. Um, and I, I don't know if they they happen to drink less water than, than the average person would. I will say 
the younger you are, the more adaptable you are, and that certainly plays in your favor at a young age. And you don't want to build these bad habits early on, because as you as you get older, those bad habits will start to take more of a toll. Um, I would say the people that are susceptible, especially at the collegiate age, are ones that are um, drinking alcohol frequently and not rehydrating. Um, and then also, especially as we're walking around the campus, a lot of these buildings are older, they might not have drinking fountains, and especially in the summer months doing so, that certainly can take a toll on a college student. Um, so just really making sure when classes start up in August, September, and it's 80 degrees out, try to have a water bottle with you or try to catch a water fountain in between classes so that you can maintain your hydration there. That's a really good point. And going off of the college student idea, do you have um, one uh, good take-home message that you would tell to college students about hydration? I'm going to cite some nephrologists here. And again, it's drink water when you're thirsty. And then I'm going to add a little caveat to myself. In cases in which you are going to be dehydrating yourself, exercise or drinking alcohol, make sure you're drinking water before, during, and after these events. And it'll, it'll make things way better, uh, I think. So that's really a take home message. Drink when you're thirsty. And then if you know you're going to be dehydrated, drink before, during, and after those events. It's a great, easy message to remember. Love it. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we got one final question to wrap up. It's what we ask everybody, so welcome to the experience. <laughs> um, we have a theoretical fight between 250 angry chickens uh-huh. and a polar bear. It can be anywhere you want to. Um, you could concoct any scenario you want, but who would win? In the fight, polar bear easily. Yeah. It's got. I mean, chickens are raptors, right? So they definitely they they have some viciousness to them for sure. But I, I'd have to take the polar bear just by sheer mass alone. I don't think two hundred fifty chickens are going to be able to to even get through that layer. Of fur. We've been on a swing of polar bear, haven't we? We have. I think uh, next 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 month I think we're going to switch up the question. Next month we'll have a yeah new question. I think we have a great we have a great actually uh, article next month. I think we're learning about woodpeckers. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm kind of excited for that. We're gonna move away from not move away from the student health topics, but also sort of mix in some other topics, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's true. Well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate taking the time. Thanks for having me. It's a busy day. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one.